Hello and a very warm welcome to Brailcast, the podcast dedicated to the world of tactile literacy. California State University of Northridge, CSUN, held their 33rd International Conference on Technology and Disability in San Diego this March. Brailcast made a whistle-stop tour of the exhibits to discover what new Braille and tactile products could be making waves in 2018. We had blind people out in the solar eclipse. You could feel the sun going dark. You could hear the you know crickets start up. You could see the lights but at the same time you could feel our pins and you'd have a circle on the screen and slowly another circle came in over and covered it up. We'll hear about the tactile graphics display that enabled students to touch a total solar eclipse. Magnetic braille actuation which is brand new only invented by them a very unique approach that is easy one part moving and very reliable, and it reduces the cost dramatically for these devices. We learn about the latest low-cost Braille tech from India and get hands-on a paperless Braille slate from South Korea. We'll also discover a new 20-cell Braille note-taker from Hymns, play Braille music with HandyTech, and following the mixed response to DotWatch, what's next for Dot Corporation? All coming up on this extended episode of Braillecast. In other Braille news from CSUN, VFO has refreshed their Focus line of Braille displays. The new fifth generation models boast a more rugged design, five simultaneous Bluetooth connections and promise software updates to offer basic note-taking capability. More at freedomscientific.com. The new Humanware Braille product manager, Andy Flatrus, was in San Diego with the brilliant BI-14. Announced in early 2017, the 14-cell smart Braille display is unique in synchronising with iCloud or Outlook via a companion app running on your tablet or smartphone. We're told Brilliant BI-14 is now shipping. More at humanware.com. If you have a Braille story you'd like shared on Braillecast, email news at braillecast.com or join us on Twitter at Braillecast. Braillecast is made possible by the support of Bristol Braille Technology, a community interest company, developer of Canute, the first multi-line Braille e-reader. Visit bristolbraille.co.uk or email inquiries at bristolbraille.co.uk. In the UK, call 0117 325 3022. That's 0117 325 3022. Access to high-quality tactile graphics is a significant challenge for blind and visually impaired people. With the increased dependence on technology in schools, the lack of access to on-screen graphics can be a significant blocker for blind learners. Graffiti, spelt G-R-A-P-H-I-T-I, is a dynamic, multi-level tactile touch display developed by Orbit Research and the American Printing House for the Blind. Ken Perry, software engineer with APH, describes what graffiti feels like. If you've touched an Orbit reader, uh, it has some of the same smooth lines. It's about the size of... Um, sheet of paper in the display area and then it's got the keys like the Orbit Reader 20 uh, in front of the paper area, right? So you have a braille keyboard at the front yep. behind which is uh, quite, I'd say quite a large tactile 
screen. So know. so yeah, the key. So the pins are there's there's 2,400 pins, and it's 60 by 40 pins and in the rectangle, yep. and that. So if you want to do the math, they're four millimeters center pin to center pin. So if you do the math, that's how big the display is. So, so it's so it's so about it's the wider, shot, It's about wider, eight by eleven. Wider um, wider pitch. Yeah. Uh, than you would use for Braille. Yeah, so, so Braille is normally 2.5, 3. Yeah. This is 4 millimeter. Uh, we hope maybe far in the future the next graffiti will be Braille. But right now, this is for graphics. That's what it's designed for. Okay. Um, it has an SD card slot. It has and, the, a, and these pins are variable height. Oh, well, yeah. So so I, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. They are variable height. There are four levels. Um, five if you consider all the way down as a level. The four heights are two millimeters, 1.5 millimeters, one millimeter, 5.5 millimeters, and zero. That's, that's your five heights. So this enables you to render contours in your right. uh, graphics. So it's not just contours. We can do, like I, I show, uh, sometimes when I show this, I show a stadium that has slanted. That's the contours. But I also show, uh, show blood cells that you can see the different colors, but also the contours. So you see the concaveness. <laughs> Uh, we also use it just for colors. And, ju and just to be clear for people, when you say see, you mean that figuratively, so you're, you're, actually, you're actually feeling... <laughs> I, you know what's funny is I was sighted till I was 20, yeah. and I've started using the word see a heck of a lot more with this because I actually feel like I'm seeing again. Uh, one of the things I showed at my, my uh, session was uh, hooked up to a microscope a by HDMI, and we tuned in the microscope with a uh, cross section of an earthworm, and it looks exactly like I would have met uh, when I saw it when I was in high school. So you see the circle, you see the stomach area, you see the little vein areas around yeah. the edges, and this is something, when I say see, you can actually feel the depressions where the stomach is. It's it's a flat area. The, but the, other, the other example you've been using this week, uh, Ken, and it's a fantastic story. Tell the story about the solar eclipse. Last so so that. yeah, last year the solar eclipse, we actually were able to go out um, and take pictures every 10 to 30 seconds of the solar eclipse as it was happening. So we had blind people out in the solar eclipse. You could feel the sun going dark. You could hear the you know crickets start up. You could see the lights. But at the same time, you could feel our pins, and you'd have a circle on the screen, and slowly another circle came in over and covered it up. So you could now in in um, Kentucky, we were only 75 percent. So they could see the little slice left of the sun. You could see the corona, and you could see just how the eclipse worked live, which this is the first year that ever happened. So I've been showing a picture of the solar eclipse this whole week just to let people know about it. If you go to our page, uh, www.aph.org, and you uh, go to the graffiti link, which is if you just go aph.org slash graffiti, G-R-A-P-H, ITI. I spell it because it's spelled wrong. So it's G-R-A-P-H-I-T-I. -I. If you go to that link, there's the video up there and you can listen to it, watch it, um, and they, they talk about what's happening. So it was really exciting to, to let the blind students at KSB actually see the eclipse happen. Uh, do we know what the price is going to so be? So we have no price. We have no set date. All right. I can tell you is we're starting to get the final form factors for field testing. Yeah. Field testing can take three to six months, and then yeah. we still may change things. You never know. It just depends on what our field testers tell yeah. us. But as it stands right now, just so people know, it has a um, micro B input, mm -hmm. um, and that is for doing 
we have an API that you can write stuff. I actually have a Tetris game that I've created, so a blind person can play Tetris. I'm it, sorry I didn't uh, make your uh, session earlier. I've been dying <laughs> to play Tetris. I know. So, um, maybe we, we could do that later. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I could probably hook it up just to show you. That would be um, brilliant. So, but we do have Tetris. Uh, I have a thing called Conway's Game of Life. So there's a lot of things you can do just visually. And when I say visually, using your hands in a visual way because you start seeing the pictures that just because the pins work just like a monitor you know and um, so anyways we have a micro B that's for hooking it to like a PC or a calculator yeah. we have an HDMI for hooking it to just about anything test equipment that has HDMI like oscopes um, uh, spectrum analyzers you can do all these wonderful things but where do people get that content so from? this was the exciting this is the exciting yeah. part um, when I show things like uh, blood cells or um, when I sell, show the chemistry stuff I've pulled it off a science sites and uh, I just go up and download it and it doesn't matter if it's um, BMP, PNG, GIF, TIFF, um, PDF, SVG, so all those types. You can do it standalone. You just stick yeah. it on an SD card or yeah. a USB stick and just use it standalone or you can hook it to a PC and use some uh, different kind of processing and throw it over as well. So uh, can, you, can you explain a, bit, a little bit about the filters? So, so, so right now we're using filters that are brightness filters. They, they add together the RGB value of a pixel on a screen. Mm -hmm. So the brighter the, the color, you may get red, green, yellow, and pink all really bright, those are gonna be the same height. So right now our, our filters are kind of basic, um, but we're gonna be doing some color filters as well. That's what we did for the microscope. Uh, we just did it as a test, but we're gonna to have to do it because it makes the picture so much better when you use color to determine. And then we're hopefully adding some heuristics that will allow us to uh, adjust those by hand. So like if we see a color that we want to be all flat, maybe tap on it and clear it. So there's gonna be stuff in this field test that, that show us what we need to change. Tell us, tell us about the drawing, because uh, one of the, the most striking <laughs> demonstrations of, of this technology uh, when you first showed it to me was the ability for a blind person to take their finger Run it around the uh, the screen uh, and have the um, you know the pins come up, and you could literally write your signature with yeah. your finger. So I actually did write my signature, and you can shrink it. Uh, just so when I say shrink it, it's forty by sixty. So you could write like I do. I write Ken, and then I slide it over, and I can write Perry. Then I can save that as an image to the PC or to the to SD card. I could take it over to Outlook and actually use that as a signature block, which is really cool. Now, another thing you can do with this, though, you can color. So you can do it different heights. Yeah. Uh, you could do level one, two, three, four. You can also erase. Yeah. So it's just like using a phone because you can expand, zoom, collapse, zoom. You can swipe to the next picture. Or if you're in a picture, you can swipe from part of picture to part of picture. Yeah. Or you can use the arrow keys, whichever way you're comfortable. But the the... The, the whole panel is a touch panel, so you can you can do all kinds of things yeah. like that. Brilliant. You can find out more about graffiti at aph.org slash graffiti. And remember, graffiti is spelt G-R-A-P-H-I-T-I. National Braille Press from Boston are known for their range of Braille publications, but NBP offer a selection of cutting-edge Braille products. Here's Brian McDonald, president of NBP. Well, we've been around for 91 years, Dave, and we're known for producing all kinds of materials in Braille, uh, from books and texts and textbooks for children to 
lots of technology books for adults and books on leisure and cooking and travel. Uh, so it's cradle to grave, lifelong learning with Braille and Braille literacy. So you're a, you're a Braille publisher, essentially. We're a publisher and yeah. producer of Braille materials, that's correct. And you, and you publish all those sort of handy getting started with the iPhone and things like that in Braille, so there's lots of um, technology materials if people want a hard copy. Yes, and we're yeah. very proud. We have many dozens of books we've done that way, all written by blind authors, very yeah. specific in, in training and instruction, and people I've, love them. Yeah, I am you. thinking of people like Jonathan Mosen and uh, is it Deborah Kendrick? Yeah, Anna, Anna Garza, do you know yeah, that? Yeah, And, and um, well, just a lot of them, it's been, been fantastic. Excellent. And you can, if you're interested in those books, you can receive a free um, Braille update every few months. I, I receive through the post, even in the UK, um, and tells me about what books are new from uh, NBP. So that's, yeah. uh, that's good. So you've brought some new and interesting Braille products uh, to the exhibition. So why don't you tell us about those, Brian? Well, I'll start with the simple beginning stuff. We, we created a, cal well, with MIT doctoral students, we created a measuring caliper ruler at CSUN two years ago that was in Imperial Inches. And this session here in 2018, we've launched a metric version. So to describe it briefly, it has marks at the top of the ruler that are in Braille for centimeters. And it has a slider like an old slide rule, and on top of that slider, it tells you the millimeters in mechanical, refreshable Braille. So it's really cool to the millimeter you can measure very accurately between these two caliber jaws. Because we're, we're all familiar with the idea of a tactile ruler, of course, but once you get below about half a centimeter, it becomes very difficult to, uh, to measure with any degree of uh, accuracy. And what you're saying is with the, with the caliper, as you move the, the head along these pins, raise and lower to form the braille numbers so that you can measure with millimeter precision. That's correct, it's, it's a big hit of the show and I don't know if it'll work with your mic, but I'm, I'm sliding it so you can hear, yep. you can hear a little connection yep, you can hear the here teeth, yep. where the teeth and the braille pins move up and down. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so that's the, uh, the caliper and uh, can people order that from your website? Yes, uh, directly or by, yes, so we're nbp.org. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, do, we'll do all that at the end, but I just wanted okay. to check. That is available now. That's not just something that you're previewing. So we've got a lot of prototype products around the place. Yeah, and these are real products, and um, yeah. we'll be selling all of these. Yep. Excellent. Okay, so moving on from the caliper. So now we go to Braille, refreshable Braille displays. Yes. We have a new one that we're launching with a company from India. Yeah. InnoVision from India has created a 20-cell Braille display that is more of a reader. I, w I don't want to define it as a full-functioning Braille computer like our B2G, but mm -hmm. it, it, what's unique about it is they have a magnetic Braille actuation, which is brand new, only invented by them, a very unique approach that is easy, one part moving, and very reliable, and it reduces the cost dramatically for these devices. Right, so when you say dramatically, what kind of cost are we, are we looking at? For this device, as a reader, which can Bluetooth with an iPhone or an Android phone, and has SD card connectivity, you can buy this for under $500 US, which is quite amazing considering uh, its capability. So I'm, I've got my hand on the unit right now, so we've got a nice Perkins-style um, Braille keyboard, uh, and the, there's good spacing between the keys, because I know on some of these devices, the keys can get really cramped together, and there's good good spacing on these keys, and nice um, concave uh, design, so your finger fits nicely into the uh, into the button, and good travel there as well, yep. as, I, as I press the button up and down. Um, 
And then behind that, we have uh, routing, cursor routing keys. Important to mention that, Brian, I think. Um, yes, it is an editor as well. Yeah. As much as I said it's a reader, you can take notes yeah. on this and, and, and save it on an SD card or something. Yeah. So, um, so it does have uh, router keys to edit. So they're below the cells. Yeah. Yeah, and then we have at each end then an up and down panning button, I guess. Yes, the, that's correct. Yeah. And then we've got the Braille itself. So I'm, I'm reading this Braille, and this is kind of signage quality Braille. Yes. Yeah. So on the Braille display at the moment, it says start of file. Um, now, when I push down, I'm noticing there's a little bit of give. Is that is that? That's made. So you have a. The way this works is you have a magnetic pulse yep. that either pushes the Braille down or up, mm -hmm. and you can break that plane from the magnetism by pressing down on it, and it won't hurt anything. But then you'll feel the magnet; it'll pull it back up because it's still on. Okay. And that's what you're feeling when you do that, Dave. Yeah. And this is a, a battery-powered device. Yes, it is. Yeah. So We've, what kind of battery life should we expect? I have no idea. It's been on for two days without charging, and people have been banging, That's a good away, start. banging away. And it's, because it uses no power except for to raise a lower Braille pin. Yeah, so, okay. So um, other than that, it's pretty efficient. Yeah, and I, and I noticed... Oh, did I switch it off? You did. Okay. <laughs> it's I, supposed to do that when you hold that button. <laughs> okay, well, that's good to know. Excellent. All right, so that's the um, the Braille meet. So where are we up to with that? Is that available yet? or um... It'll be available next week. We're, they have them at the show, but they're not selling them here. But we will be selling them. Uh, we're helping them distribute it in North America. And, yeah. and they're obviously from India, and they'll be mm -hmm. figuring out channels across everywhere. Right. So if okay. anybody's listening that wants to be a distributor in the U.K., they can contact me and we'll figure it out. Excellent, okay. And then finally, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about B2G. I remember this from, from a couple of years ago. This is your uh, Braille note taker. Yes, and I just usually like to upgrade it to say it's more of a tablet than a note taker, because yes, it's a, you know, the generic term. It does have a lot more capability with uh, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, GPS. Um, we're very proud of us. An editor we created as an app that can do Word documents, sophisticated Word documents that even have revisions and track changes and redlining edits into it that you can all read in Braille. Multiple authors you can see when it was timestamped. So it's great for grammar, for students learning to type. They can read what a teacher edited to learn how to write better and, yep. and see those edits and deletions and all that. And this is 20 cells yes. also. Yes. Yeah. And, okay. it's, and it's $2,495. So isn't that uh, quite a lot something? more compared to the Braille Me, but yep. a lot less than a lot of the other devices on the market. Definitely. So the Braille Me is for somebody who's looking for a low-cost um, Braille reader or companion maybe to connect yep. to their uh, smartphone. Uh, and then the B2G really is for somebody who needs a full uh, Braille computer with third-party apps. Because you guys work with um, Android. Yes, it's an Android device. So yeah. the Play Store, you can. It comes with about 32 apps. With, yeah. You know, but you can, you can obviously add what you want and tailor the yeah. device the way you want. Okay. And uh, so two years in. Yes. Uh, with the B2G uh, from you guys in North America, is it available in Europe yet? Do you know? Um, we don't have a CE mark on it. We said we'd right. focus on North America first. Oh, okay. Uh, there is there is one in the UK, I heard, because right. someone okay. bought one and brought one yep. over, because uh, yep. I've talked to them. So that's There's an one in China. Yeah. Yeah. So they're starting to spread around, but yeah. uh, uh, that that was uh, and not, is there by, a, not a, by natural causes. <laughs> and, and one of the important things, uh, you know, for, for Braille note-taker users is being connected to a community of other users because often we want support you know at evenings and weekends when yeah. you know nobody's on the end of the phone so is there a, an email group for this as well a community of 
B2G users. We're, we're redoing our website and we want mm -hmm. to have a, a kind of community like that on it, but yeah. because we're rebuilding our whole platform, we don't yeah. have anything like that now. But we've okay. talked about it. We do have support um, on, on odd hours. I've worked with China at midnight yeah. Eastern time in the US, so you know we definitely do that when we need to, but right. um, we're, we're pretty flexible. We are. My next goal is to obviously get a CE mark and have it distributed yeah. worldwide because um, we Can need to do that. We just hadn't finished it. Can you talk a little bit about um, the gentleman that's been involved in the design of this? Because I think it's a name that will be familiar to many uh, Braille users around the world. So many people have certainly heard of the original Braille and Speak from a long time ago. Dean Blasey, who had Blasey Engineering and then eventually sold it to Freedom Scientific. Um, he has been a friend and mentor of ours and he helped develop this. Many people, he, uh, Dean, did the design from beginning to end. He spent seven years with me in this process. And I give credit to him because some people that know his products put their hands on it and say, oh, this has Dean's DNA all over it. They can tell it's his kind of a device from the Braille lights and the early Braille and Speaks. The, fit, the footprint of this is almost identical to the Braille and Speak, in fact. So if you had a Braille and Speak um, back in the day, then maybe the, uh, the B2G might be, uh, might be a favorable option for you. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Brian, is there anything else you want to mention before we uh, we sign off here? No, just nope. thank you, Dave, for yeah. uh, giving me time to reach across the pond for you guys. And That's brilliant. If anyone has questions, it's nbp.org, and I'll be happy to, you can write president at nbp.org, and I'll get back to everybody. In recent years, South Korea has been well represented at CSUN. Hymns and DOT will come to later. Overflow is a South Korean company with a paperless braille slate. Sam Kim, CEO, and Skylar Jung tell us more. We have been developing the device, uh, assistive te technology devices for the blind, actually focusing on uh, low-tech device. And one of our products are, uh, is Versa Slate which is a paperless and erasable braille slate and stylus. Okay, uh, and you have a couple here on the uh, table in front yep. of us. Uh, so I can feel this is probably about the size of, oh, I don't know, an <laughs> iPhone 8 Plus or something like yeah, that. that. Yeah, so yeah uh, and it's um, a five-line slate, is it? Uh, four lines. Four lines, four lines okay. And 20 cells. And there are 20 cells per line. Yep. Uh, and then you've got a nice little slot at the end into which the stylus fits. Uh -huh. And then if I uh, turn this over uh, and I can feel the holes where the uh, point of the stylus mm -hmm. pushes in, and then if I push some dots down, then when I turn it over, I can feel on the other side yep. uh, that the, the braille letter has appeared. And you can even uh, delete every, uh, individual dot as well. And yeah. So how would I do that? So I can delete an individual dot, how would I do that? Uh, with your fingertip or... Oh, I see, okay, you just yeah. push them back through. Yeah, okay, yeah. so these are pins that click through to make the shape of the Braille characters, so no paper required. And then you've got some buttons on the end yes. to clear yeah. the entire line. Yep. Okay. We and use gravity, yeah. Yeah, use gravity. Yeah. That's it, so no batteries required. Yeah, all mechanical. All device. mechanical. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> so, um, who is who's this for, Sam? 
Scala is I, I explaining. Tell you. Yeah. Okay, Scala. Um, yeah. So like for users who are more proficient in Braille, they could use it for like short note taking, so like jotting down phone numbers. And we also see them being used for students. Um, so like for those who are learning Braille or in math classes, so when they're doing written calculations, it's easier because it um, reduces like the delay that uh, the conventional Braille slates give with like the paper and lining them up and stuff. Uh, so yeah. What would you say to people? Because in the in the UK, where I come from, mm -hmm. um, the the slate and stylus has has declined, I think, somewhat in in use uh, over time. The the you know most people now they're either using a braille note taker, or they're perhaps just not using braille at all. I agree with you. I think there is a role for the braille slate. How, how do we persuade people? that the, uh, the slate and stylus is still useful in 2018? Uh, actually, you know, Braille, I think Braille is more, uh, most, I mean, important, important, uh, you know, language, like a language for the blind to communicate accurately with others and from uh, mater educational materials as well. So, <laughs> but I can't. You know. I can't. I can't communicate with this. For example, if I uh, if I make a note on this braille slate, that's great. I can read it, mm -hmm. but I can't really use that to communicate with anyone, can I? Well, I think like our product um, holds like a good place somewhere between the very low tech, like the cheapest technology, to like the highest, like five hundred, uh, five hundred dollar, like. Um, electronic machines so like this place is somewhere in between and like with the convenience and like um, how you can carry it around mm. so I think it's like a good place somewhere in between okay and I and we are thinking that we connect multiple plates for the larger one mm -hmm. for more writing you know uh, when the uh, blind you know yeah when they are doing math uh, they need some more you know Braille cells yeah that kind of reason that we are thinking as well they okay. connect multiple plates i noticed that the uh, the lines on this slate are quite widely spaced is 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 that intentional is that no no deliberate? no this is a standard uh interval is it yeah okay. but it looks like uh, wider yeah it, yeah okay yeah um, and so, are you, uh, have you got a, a distributor uh, now in the U.S., or are you, is that why you're here? Or? Yeah, we are. Yeah, discussing with uh, uh, some uh, distributors like uh, APH. Yeah. 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 So, and hopefully UK as well. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. How much do you think this would cost? Uh, around uh, ninety-five. About ninety-five dollars. Yeah. Right, okay. More information about the paperless Braille slate can be found at atoverflow.com. That's atoverflow.com. Where some see only dots, others read stories, is the motto of Spanish company Braybook. Eric Zigard told me about their single-cell handheld Braille reader. Sure, what we have developed, uh, it's a single shell product. It's different than the other Braille displays and Braille lines uh, because we have here one character. The size is really portable, it's really small, really small, and we only need one hand for reading. 
So that means that we can go around, for example, walking with a white stick at the same time that I'm reading, because I only need to use uh, one finger. So the difference, uh, the biggest difference between this product and the other ones is that in, in a book, for example, or in an Aurelia display, we have to move the finger along the text. But in Braybook, we just have the finger fixed, and this detects the one who is moving under our finger. This makes a really portable device. Also, the price is cheaper than a Braille display. And we have a joystick in one of the sides, uh, and we can adjust the speed depending on, where, on our skill and, and the ability that we have for reading Braille. We can adjust the speed faster or slower. And also, using the same joystick, we can move back and forward in the text. It has uh, internal memory, and the capacity is for more than uh, 4,000 books. And how it works, it's really simple. We don't need any kind of product or any kind of software uh, apart from Braybook. We take this little device. Okay, so you're now handing me a device which, um, I guess it feels like a, um, a torch, that kind of size of, of device. So it's, um, you're right, you can hold it in one hand. Um, it's bigger than the, the grip on my, my cane. It's, it's almost like the, um, I say like the shape of a small shoe, like you would have from a child's shoe or something like that kind of size, it reminds me of. Um, and so it's tapered at, at one end, um, and I can feel there are some Braille dots lifting up. Uh, and the Braille dots are quite, quite good quality, so that was a C, then there was a space, then we've got an O, and then there was a space, then an N, and an F, and an I, and a G. I, is this going to be configured? Yep, there's a U, R, A, T, I, going to be configuration isn't it oh yeah n probably there we go configuration so i was able to read a word on there and i obviously had to wait uh for each letter to appear um, but when the dots are are raised uh, you can certainly feel that it that it is braille uh, and then on the left hand side where my thumb is uh, i can feel the uh, a little joystick sticking out and you said that 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 adjusts the speed. We can adjust the speed and also yeah. we can move over the text. If we were reading something and we forget what, or mm. I don't know what I was reading, so I can come back. Of, uh, also we can uh, move, over, uh, move, move further from the text. And the main purpose of, the, of uh, this product, the main purpose is to, for example, I want to read the book and it's not in Braille. I just uh, have the document in my computer, or I buy the book, the digital version, in English, Spanish, German, French. I just buy the book and just uh, copy-paste uh, to the to the Braille book. We have an internal memory here okay. with a huge capacity. Let's let's just back up then. So there are, there are a few things that we, we need to explore there. So firstly, is this product, where, where is this available now to buy or is this a, this is a prototype? No, it's available. You it's can buy it in our website. Okay, so this is a, a released product. So you've yeah. done all, you've done all your testing, uh, and you've done all your you know all your fact finding. You've done all your trials, so you know now you have confidence that this product is now ready for uh, for market. Yes, we are really confident with the product. We have yeah. been doing a huge tests in many aspects. Yeah, one of them for learning Braille, and for example. Uh, they said that it's a really too good tool for learning Braille yeah. because also it you have audio. So at the same time that you are reading, you are reading Braille, you yeah. can also listen to what you are reading. So can people really read? Does that really work? Can people really read a whole book with a single Braille cell? Is that possible? 
Actually, it depends on the person. Some of yeah. them, they feel really comfortable and, mm. and they are, uh, after a few days training, they are capable of reading a whole book. Also because we can adjust the speed and this device can reach a really good speed. Mm. So go on, yeah. show, can you increase the speed sure. for me? Sure, sure. Let's, let's feel how I can go with the speed. All right! Wow, that is fast. Yeah, that's faster than I can read. Also, this is the. <laughs> also, we will. This is the slow. We have two different reading systems. Yeah. This one is the slow one because yeah. here right now you're reading yeah. one letter, yeah. nothing. One letter, nothing. But we also have another reading system that okay. it's one letter, one letter, one letter, one letter. Okay, so it's a different. There, there are different modes. Yeah. In the first mode, you show a character, and then you show a space, and then you show another character. And then in the second mode, you're showing uh, characters r immediately after one another. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that that does refresh very quickly. Um, so then you mentioned audio as well. Yes. So is the audio uh, text to speech? Yeah. So is is there braille translation on inside the device, or do you need to translate that file before you put it on the device? It's automatic. Uh, uh, you buy the book on internet, uh, let's say, or a personal document. Yeah. Uh, it's in PDF. You prefer take it. Yeah. You just connect Braybook to the computer using a USB yeah. or a pen drive. Exactly yeah. the same. You copy paste the document. Yeah. And it's automatically converted into Braille. Yeah, which which Braille? In like uh, you we, know, we UEB six, or we have uh, six eight, six points, eight points, and also contracted. Yeah. We have a grade two. In English, mm -hmm. we have grade two also. Okay. Well, is that using LibLui or, or some off-the-shelf translation library? Or no, no, the translate. The, I mean, the, the translating process is yeah. inside the software of the of Braybook. Right. We okay. We don't need to use any kind of prob of uh, external program or Braybook program. It's automatic. Okay. It works exactly like a pen drive. I see. I see. Okay. And uh, and what kind of battery life uh, do you expect? It's more than five hours reading. Five hours, reading. more than five yeah. hours of reading. Yeah. And then the storage is that that internal storage, or can you plug in an SD card or anything like that? We have both. We have an internal memory, and the yeah. capacity is two gigabytes. It's like around four thousand EPUF, uh, EPUF yeah, yeah. books. Yeah. But also you can there is a slot for a USB card, mm. so you can increase the capacity up to sixty-four gigabytes. So it's thousands and thousands of books. And in terms of distribution. Um, and people who are not at CSUN, how, how can people get to see this device? Um, Braille readers like to get our hands on it before we make a decision about whether it's suitable for us. So right now we are having the first agreement with our distributors from other countries. Yep. And also if uh, someone wants to try it before buying, that it's normal. We are attending to all the exhibitions, uh, for example, Frankfurt Sci City yep. or CSUN here in San Diego. Yeah. Probably closing the Saturday, closing the gap in Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, Any plans to come to the UK? Um, we want to go. We are having some contacts with the uh, with uh, in the blind association from RNIB. From United, yeah, RNIB. Yeah, sorry, RNIB. That's it, RNIB. Yeah, okay. So we're having some contacts to see if we can present the product to them and receive okay. their feedback. They can find us on our website. is braybook.com. B, air. A I B O O K dot com. Braybook. 
Not yeah. Braille book. Ah, <laughs> okay. So I've been saying Braille book, but it's Bray book. B R A I B O O K dot com. Getting started with Braille isn't always straightforward. Mountbatten Braillers claim to offer connectivity, resources, and software to support flexible learning. Mountbatten aims to provide a platform for pre writing, pre literacy, and pre computer skills. Wojtek Novak told me about their new Mountbatten Braille Tutor. So, the new Mountbatten Braille Tutor has a totally new design. It is a detachable keyboard, wireless, uh, with uh, additional, um, additional buttons like uh, menu buttons you can touch here. Uh, it has uh, 30 languages of synthetic speech. It has internet Wi-Fi connection. You can save some files in a cloud. Mountbatten is a, is a writing device. It's really used in education to teach yeah. students how to write Braille. Of course, of yeah. course. So, so we have um, on the table in front of me, there is a, a Braille keyboard, a nice big uh, Perkins layout uh, keys, and there is a nice uh, uh, long space bar, and the, the, the keyboard is, is sort of wedge shape so it's thinner um, the further towards you you get so the keys are at a nice uh, angle there and you're saying this is uh, detachable there's a there's yeah. a unit at the back here the paper goes into so it's almost like a little embosser and as we write on the keyboard we can hear there that the speech is announcing the letter that we've typed and of course that letter is now being embossed onto the paper is that is it about right yeah it's right it is also display now so on the right side of the device there is display when you will uh, see the, all the, the letters that you will write okay where's the where's the display i haven't here, found here. it it is not the braille display it is oh display. i see it's a it's a visual display visual display for yeah. sighted people when they want to for parents for example yeah yeah who want to who, who don't know braille and want to know what uh, what children already are writing yeah so that's in an interesting position that display because it's it's kind of down at keyboard level yeah so if i was a, a student sitting down there and the teacher would come over they'd probably need to sit down next to me in order to to see the visual display i guess maybe maybe yeah. maybe mm. so it's um more so quiet than the whisperer before yeah okay so, uh, and it's small, it's not so uh, heavy, like, uh, yeah. it, it still uh, has some, some weight, but, but it's not so heavy like the Whisperer before. Okay. And the power for this comes from, from where? So here you have a charger. Okay. It is also a battery, of course, yeah. which uh, can be for seven hours embossing mode and about 240 hours standard use. Right, so, so it's going to last you through the school day, that's the important yeah. thing. Yeah. USB connection now, yeah. so you can put it, uh, some USB stick or something with some files and print it. Okay. I, I remember seeing the, uh, the Mountbatten uh, years ago at the, uh, the Royal National College uh, for the Blind, RNCB, uh, in the UK. 
Uh, I think they might have been one of your, your customers. There's an iPad to the right. Is that yeah. part of the product? or? Uh, no, no, no part, but it can be connected with an iPad. So, so there's a companion app, I guess, on, yeah. the, on the iPad. So it can be connected with an iPad, iPhone or Android also. So yeah, okay. Every, every smartphone. And what's the benefit of that? Why would you want to use your Mountbatten tutor with the iPad? What, what so would that give I'll you? I'll show you with the Whisper, which is already connected with an iPad. Right. Now here on the right side of the tutor, we have Whisperer. And when it is connected with the iPad or, or iPhone or other device, yeah. you can easy type something on the screen. For example, now I will type hello. And after I will put the space, right, there will be printed in Braille here on the whisper. Okay, so, yeah. so you've written you've written some text. Where did you write that? You wrote that on the on Braille the keyboard, or you, or you wrote that on screen? Okay, on screen. and then the student then gets uh, that um, brailed onto paper, uh, and then they could um, also contribute I guess with the Braille keyboard yeah so if and I if I write then it will the text that I write will then go back to the iPad yeah yeah exactly so, so we can so make this a conversation a... between sighted and uh, blind people okay yeah so so a Braille teacher might use this yeah. uh, when they're teaching um, I don't know particular uh, contractions or, or yeah. Braille characters yeah. Yeah. and uh, they could show the example then maybe the student has to copy that course you yeah. can you can connect uh, several devices so yeah teacher can, can connect all the devices that they have in the classroom the tutor the new version has all, uh, still the same uh, good function like erasing so when you type something wrong you can erase the letter that you have done here yeah and you can uh, have empty space or the letter the different letter so unlike a standard um, Perkins Brailler uh, when you press backspace, um, yeah. it flattens the dots on the page, and then you can overwrite that. Yeah, yeah. When you when you type G, you can use backspace and the letter that you want to have, for example, A, mm -hmm. and now it will be erasing, erase three dots and left yeah. one. You can explore the entire Mountbatten range at mountbattenbrailler.com, and that's M-O-U-N-T-B-A-T-T-E-N-B-R-A-I-L-L-E-R.com. Jenny Axler is a blind American based in South Korea, working in product customization, testing and international product support for HIMS. Along with Jeff Bezer, sales manager for the northeastern region of the United States, we learn about the new BrailleSense Polaris Mini. Last year, we launched the BrailleSense Polaris, which was our first Android note taker. Um, our first kind of foray into that and basically what we did with that is that we ported many of our BrailleSense apps that we used in our old BrailleSense U2 Windows CE. We ported a lot of that interface over and then of course we also added the ability to use the Play Store. So now that was a 32 cell and now we are introducing a 20 cell model which is very cute and small and rounded and feels really nice to hold. Um, it's really interesting. It's a 20 cell model but it feels almost smaller than our previous 18 cell model, and it's actually not. If you look at the measurements, it's totally not. But because of this rounded shape of it, it feels like that in the hand. It's kind of a tactile illusion. So it's really, really um, a nice form factor. It's very much a small Polaris. Um, the Polaris, it has a, a, the same shape and the same layout. 
Um, there are some differences. It does use USB-C. Um, which is great because there are many, many accessories. Our old mini models, we always had to use like gender adapters and things like that to, for the USB mini port. With USB-C, there are so many USB drives that already use that, or there are many adapters available on Amazon. You can use USB-C for HDMI. Okay. You can use it for so many things, and there are already so many accessories available. <clears throat> That's one advantage. Let's let's just yeah. back up a little bit, sure. Jenny. Uh, do you have dimensions? So this is a 20 cell uh, Braille note taker uh, yes. from Hims. And I um, don't know the exact. Um, I'd say maybe like four and a half by six and a half or something like that. Um, it weighs about 14 and a half ounces, so it's very light. It's a little bit thinner than our old model. Um, so yeah, uh, it has a really really great keyboard. I really love the keyboard. Um, we've really just miniaturized what we did on the Polaris, so we have the control and alt keys and the function keys and the nine key Perkins keyboard that we had. We have all our media keys and our, we did keep our stereo microphones. A lot of people really, this has really excellent stereo recording ability, the best I've ever heard in a note taker. And um, we introduced that in our Polaris models. And in the mini model, we did actually keep the stereo microphones in. So many of you will be happy to know that. We do have a mono speaker, but of course there's, you know, you can always listen to things via Bluetooth speakers or headphones or, what, what, what is it that you think Jenny sets HIMS Braille note takers apart from some of the other Braille note takers that are, that are in the market? The uh, intuitive interface. I think that's a, a lot of what really um, sets us apart. I think that what we do, even though we're using Android, still is very similar to Windows. So if someone's learning to use JAWS or they're using a PC, they're going to recognize a lot of what happens here. For example, if you go into the file manager, you see the disk list and you see the folder list. And it's very, very much like um, a simple Windows layout, a Windows Explorer layout. And we've really kept that. You know, we use um, Control-C to copy and Control-V to paste and things like that. You know, so we've really kept that scheme. And yet we still have this access to the Play Store with our own mobile screen reader with first letter navigation. And the other thing that I think sets us apart is our form factor. Um, both in the, the regular Polaris and this model. It's much slimmer, I think, and sleeker than some of the competitors. Can we expect that the uh, Polaris Mini will work uh, out of the gate with all the major screen readers? Yep, it should. The Polaris itself already does, and there's no reason to believe that this will not. We've already tested it. Everything should be good to go. Okay, so so people interested in the Polaris, they'll be able to get that working with their iPhone? and. Yep or Android phone, whatever it is they have. Yep, it okay. should be fine. Now, the other voice you might be able to hear is that of Jeff Bezer, a former colleague uh, from Dolphin. How are you doing, Jeff? Dave, how are you? Great to see you, sir. Thanks so for coming you, by. you are now with HIMSS in North America. I am. I've and, been there about a year and a half. And you're covering the Northeast region, if I'm correct. Correct. That's right. Okay. And, uh, I mean, from your perspective, Jeff, what, what would you say is distinctive, unique, that sets the HIMS note takers apart from other braille note takers? Well, Dave, we get a lot of compliments on the keyboard on our note takers. Just from the, the fact that it's very quiet to type on, very comfortable to type on, the keys feel good. And so even before I worked for HIMS, I would come and I would put my hands on these note takers and braille displays. When you were typing on these, you just you felt like you had a solid device 
but you had a quiet, nice keyboard to use as well. And of course, for people in the UK, I guess we can expect Sight and Sound in the UK to be uh, carrying this product. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. For sure. How are you managing the the third party app thing? Because this is an area. Um, of great interest, I think, particularly in education where uh, teachers want to use a specific app that perhaps other students are using on, on Android. And you have support there for the Play Store. Do you have a list of recommended third-party apps that will play nicely on the... We do, uh, yeah. actually. Um, we need to probably publish it a little more widely, but we do have. Um, I actually tested and came up with, I think that my list right now is about 200 apps in about 20 categories that I, are great to get started. And of course, that's not an exhaustive list and we will continue to add to but it. But it's a starting point. And yeah. where, where can people access that? Well, um, right now it is not up on the web. So we have been sending it out on request, but we do actually need to get that published. So I'm very glad you mentioned that. We'll make sure and get yeah. that done. So if people That's contact support and then ask <coughs> oh, yeah. for that. Oh, we then sure. yeah. Absolutely. But you know, we just launched a new website too, Dave. So it's probably uh, going to be something that is up there yeah, for people it'll, to it'll see. You have obviously Wi-Fi and Bluetooth on board, uh, and you've got uh, GPS there as well. Yep. Um, is it 32 gigabytes of internal storage? 64. 64 gigabytes of internal yep. storage, and then the ability to. They will. It will support SDXC. Um, the mini model actually uses a micro SD card. And um, <clears throat> I've seen up to five 12 gigabytes on Amazon. I have a 256, so you can really expand the storage in here. And I, I noticed yesterday uh, that the, uh, the the SD card slot, you, you remove the battery to put that in, is that, is that correct? You do, yeah. yes. But it's, it's one of those things, this is kind of the way it is on the phone too. You know, if you have a micro SD card on a phone, once mm. you put it in there, you don't usually touch it. Right. You connect to a PC and transfer that way or... So if you've got little fingers that like to fiddle, uh, potentially it's out of the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hidden away. This yeah. is true. Yeah. So we, kinda, we do kind of assume that once you get it put in there, you're probably just going to leave it in there and, and, you know, again, use the PC or something too. If I create a document, can I send that directly to a printer or an embosser? Sure. Um, we do emboss directly from our word processor. Um, for printing, we tend to use the third-party Android apps, depending on what printer you have. Um, we've also found that the Hammer Mill app, um, Hammer Mill's a paper company, and they have actually created an app that works generally with a lot of printers, and that has worked well for us. Although, you know, all these things, they update, and sometimes things change a little bit, so we have to sort of refigure out the instructions, but it still seems to be pretty accessible. Um, I have used Star Print and Cloud Print in the past, so there's many, many apps that you can use. I know the HP app is accessible. Um, I believe the Canon app is pretty okay, too. Now, let's, let's talk about displays, because you had a Polaris Mini connected to a monitor. HDMI. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, the Polaris 32 does actually have an LCD as well, yep. uh, just like the U2 models. And the mini model of the U2 also didn't. We used an external LCD. Um, it was just a one line that showed what was on the Braille display itself. But with Android in general, we have full screen access, so there was really no reason to do. There's so many little portable HDMI screens um, these days. I found a very cool little 11-inch one even that's really easy to carry around. and is great for education. So you can connect via HDMI. Of course, we can also connect via TeamViewer. So um, a teacher can be checking a student's work, you know, 
via an iPad or an Android tablet or their phone or something via TeamViewer. That's and another potentially way. that could could that work remotely as well? If yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It'll work remotely. We can't th uh, for control at this point, <coughs> but they can view. Okay. And then, okay. of course, there's Miracast and Chromecast always. So these options are, are, are really important for teachers who need to be yes. able to see what sure. work the student is, is, is doing uh, sure. and how they're getting on with that. And not only for that, but like Miracast and Chromecast, what's great about that is that, you know, if you want to, if you've got a Netflix subscription and you want to show a movie to your family, you can. You know, you can share something with sighted people and... Or, you know, again, YouTube, you can say, here, watch this video on YouTube, and you can pull it up and cast it to your TV, you know, so your family can see it. So it's kind of, it sort of puts us more, I think, in the general mainstream and gives us a little bit more compatibility with the rest of the world, maybe. I don't know. That's one, of, one of the areas uh, where Braille, I think, has, uh, you know, a huge amount of potential, and it's not always realized, particularly uh, on um, Braille displays, and braille note takers is uh, the the areas of, of science, technology, engineering, and, and mathematics. Are you uh, are you able to speak to that at all? Um, yeah, we do actually have math support, both UEB and Nimeth math support in our word processor. Um, we are able to basically insert it directly into a document, so our interface is is very simple and it's you basically just have one keystroke and you start typing math and you can, it's almost like you're changing font and then you can also exit it, but it's all directly into the, in the document so the interface is very easy. Um, we are also working on graphing capabilities. We do have that in, in beta in our release so anyone can try that. Um, so that's also very, very easy to do. Um, the graphing is very interesting. So, so yeah. essentially you can put an equation in and then have that graph displayed yes. on, on a screen. Yep, you got it. And it'll actually be pasted right into the document then. Right. Excellent. And you can actually adjust the size of it. That's one really cool feature of it is that um, you can bring up the graph and then you can adjust the limits. Hims in North America is now also the master distributor for Handytech Braille products. Handytech displays are known for their concave cells, user-replaceable batteries, and active tactile control. Active what? Earl Harrison, now the regional sales manager for the Midwest, explains. The technology that senses the location of your fingers and allows you to do things like read a book from beginning to end without having to press buttons because it just knows when you're at the end of the line. Why is that important? Those of us who use Braille displays are used to the idea that you read a line sure. of Braille, you push a button, you get the next part. The active tactile well, control, as you say, mm -hmm. you've now got the option, there are still buttons if you, if you need them, right. but you've now got the option to have the Braille automatically advance when your fingers reach the end of the Braille line. So How it, does that benefit the reader? You know, it gives you a more fluent reading experience because you're eliminating this mechanical thing that you've got to do after every line of text that you read. And we all know that nobody ever died from pushing buttons and things like that. But I can tell you that there have been people out of work for pushing buttons thousands of times a day uh, due to a repetitive stress injury. Okay. So if you're a student, uh, we've got Braille proofreaders using this around the country and universities and things like that, and I have a couple situations where people were actually out of work on disability because of carpal tunnel syndrome, and in one, in one situation, use of active tactile control has completely eliminated the problem. She's been back to work for about the five years that she's used the active Braille as her, as her note-taker. If, if you've not experienced active tactile control, you really need to, to try that to, to really believe it.
Mm-hmm. Uh, some people, I think I have to say, it's not 100% of people that it works for. Uh, no. Some people, perhaps their reading technique doesn't lend itself well to that. I've used it and it, and it works for me and it's it's almost magical that your, your fingers get to the end of the braille line and then you lift your hand off and then suddenly the braille changes and you've got the next, the next part. And once you kind of get used to the way it refreshes, you can, as you say, improve your fluency and reduce the risk of those uh, strain injuries. The other other sort of byproduct then, I guess, of that is uh, the music braille. Do you want to talk about that? I think this was a request from Stevie Wonder at some point in the past. In our desktop model, he made the suggestion that maybe if, as you're reading a musical score, you could have the notes fire back to you. Uh, so, So the developers took that to heart and they actually made it happen. So now to promote music braille literacy, you can open a braille file and play it so you can hear what it sounds like. And then let's, let's do that now. So, we, sure. uh, so we've got a unit on the uh, table just to our left, and I'm just going to bring the microphone in close so we can hear it. Uh, and there is some braille music on the display. Earl, why don't you just run your finger along so we can hear what happens? Sure. So I'm going to go ahead and start. So nowadays, a couple weeks ago, we announced the new premiere. So as I'm bringing my finger across this play, I'm actually seeing the notes, the values, whether it's a quarter note, half note, eighth note, uh, the octave signs and things like that. We call them crotchets and quavers and, and so on, but yeah, I, I, I get the idea. And and so you're reading the, the pattern that represents that, that Braille music notation. Exactly. Uh, and then we're also able to hear with a, a MIDI synthesizer, um, Norwegian Wood by the Beatles, if I'm not <laughs> yes. mistaken. Yeah. And what's nice is that if you compose a piece on on the, one of these Braille devices that have ATC or Music Braille, you can then use the utility that comes with it called HTCOM. It's the you know, communications... Handy tech communications software, yeah. For, yeah, so, so you can actually send it over to your computer and it'll be placed in a MIDI XML format so that you can then share it with your sighted band director or um, classmates. So the translation works in both directions then? It does not yet. Um, you, you cannot send a file from the computer, I mean, unless it's already been done on the active Braille. They are working on it. The technology exists. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen. So um, would you say it's fair that this this is perhaps more suitable as a, as a composition tool, really, more than a I think so. Braille music reading and, system? And a, and a, and a uh, Braille music learning system. So, right. yeah. How can we use the active tactile control to improve uh, Braille learning generally? Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because um, along with every HandyTech Braille display with, with ATC, uh, it included... Well, there's a couple things. First thing is a, something called a start stick, which has all the software and the, and documentation for every Braille display. And those are updatable. So as you go, you can update your start stick and have the latest of whatever it is you have for whatever device you own. One of those utilities that comes on that start stick is something called the log analyzer. Uh, and this is brilliant for Braille instruction because you can actually set up a, a profile for a student. And let's say you've got uh, Dave comes in at, uh, for, for Braille three times a week. And at the end of every session, you want to do a little reading, uh, have him do some reading out loud. And you can actually gauge progress using the log analyzer. Because we are capturing data based on pressure, directionality, and duration, and that type of thing, because there is a, a sensor 
literally under every dot on the Braille display. We can get a lot of information that's specific to reading behaviors. You can and, gather information mm -hmm. about how the um, student is, is reading their Braille, where they're applying pressure, which dots they're covering with their mm -hmm. fingers, where their fingers are on the Braille display, essentially. That's, right. that's what you're and saying. You, and, you, and you can bring those results up, yeah. in a, in a, in a, and you can actually have that exported to an Excel spreadsheet. So yeah. at a, you know, a, a IEP meeting or a team meeting, uh, a rehab, somebody's receiving Braille instruction, you can actually refer to those documents and say, this yeah. is where they started. And this is where we are compared to then, or even you know last week this time. A valuable diagnostic tool for Braille teachers, I'm sure. Yeah. Earl, and, it's been a real, yeah. it's been a real pleasure. Do you, do you want to just uh, uh, let us have some contact info, and then if people sure. uh, want to uh, follow up with you, uh, I should mention also at this point uh, that if people want to take a look at the uh, handy tech displays, then um, in the UK. Uh, I think it's VisionAid are the uh, distributor for the HandyTech displays. So, okay. so I think it's VisionAid in, in the UK if people want to find out where they can uh, get hands-on uh, a HandyTech display in the UK. But uh, if people want to find out more, Earl, or contact you, how yeah. should they do that? Well, so here in the United States or Canada, uh, HIMSS is going to be your contact. So if, if you own BrailleSense products or any of the Blaze or any of, their, uh, any of the products that, that you've, you know, from HIMSS, uh, you, you can basically contact the same telephone number that you are, already have, uh, which is 512-837-2000. Uh, uh, if you want to contact me specifically about the HandyTech displays, you can reach me at Earl, E-A-R-L-E, at H-I-M-S-I-N-C.com. And finally... Dot Corporation burst onto the Braille technology scene three years ago with a new lightweight magnetic Braille actuator, promises of smarter Braille technology and aspirations to become nothing less than the apple of the blind community. Dot Watch went on sale in the US in December 2017 and so far has received mixed reviews. I spoke with Ki Kwang Sung, CTO at Dot. So our first product is Dot Dot watch. Yes. Uh, it is a Braille smart watch, like I put watch in Braille. So it's a, a four-cell Braille display, essentially, that is on yes. your wrist. And it's a, it's a very lightweight uh, watch, isn't it? It uh, doesn't really have much weight to it at all. Yeah. It's a, a digital watch, so obviously you can read the time and the date. Um, but it also links to your cell phone for notifications. It also it vibrates. Yep. And you can check who is calling to you. And you can accept or deny. Okay, so you can read the uh, the name of the person who's calling you the if they're in their con if you're in your contacts, yeah. or if it's um, a new new person, then you see the uh, the telephone number. Right, that's that's correct. Yeah. So they're the, they're the main use cases. How's that going with the dot watch now? Now it's been out in the market a bit. Are you getting feedback from customers? Yeah, I mean, uh, we we opened just uh, we released the watch on the US last last December. Yep. Uh, it's been four months and we had a lot of um, orders from the, um, the customers. Yep. And now we only have like one less than one percent of the, the warranty issues. So it's pretty good uh, so far. <laughs> okay. So yeah. you're saying you think you only only one percent of people had added any less, any issues. Yeah, less than one percent. Wow, that's incredible. So so not, you would say ninety nine percent of people mm -hmm. are uh, are completely happy with Dot Watch. Uh, I guess I hope so. <laughs> 
And now we're trying to uh, make some updates on our application and dot watch for Mirror. Yeah. So, so tell me, tell us about the updates to dot watch then. Yeah. Um, basically, since you can get some notifications from from your smartphone, we can give you some uh, weather informations and uh, news feed every day. It's, it's like um, uh, you know the everyday you know um, friend, user friendly service. So we can add that, and after that. Uh, we're putting some, um, you know, accelerometer inside of the watch, so you can um, do with um, the pedometer and other some you know, health care services. Ah, so so if you have the accelerometer and the pedometer, then you can uh, then start using it for fitness applications. Definitely. So people might be able to count their steps or, or steps and yeah, how many flights of stairs you climbed, that sort of thing. Key, you've got a, like a screen protector now as well for the uh, for the dot watch. Sorry. There's like a, a cover or a screen protector, the, oh, the yeah. plastic thing you were showing me uh, yesterday. Yeah, because um, we got some issues from the uh, customers. I mean, the, the one one person of the uh, the AES service was the you know, waterproof issues. So we thought that oh why don't we just you know you know give them a skin cover then they can put it on the watch and then waterproof and dustproof. Okay, so so it's when you say waterproof, I, I guess you you mean you mean water resistant. You wouldn't want somebody to go swimming with it, right? Um, yeah, um, I, I guess so. But I, I haven't tried it yet. But definitely, you can go outside outdoor. Uh, while it's raining, right. So it's okay in the rain with this uh, this cover, but uh, you, you perhaps wouldn't want to go un- underwater. You wouldn't want to submerge it inside of water, would you? Absolutely. No. Okay. You can just wash your um, face and hands. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's the uh, the dot watch. And what's the uh, what's the current price on that key? Um, that is um, three fifty nine dollars for now. Why don't you tell me what else uh, you're showing here on the uh, on the booth at CSUN? Yeah, here um, not only the watch, but also we're um, displaying the the Braille actuator itself. Right. We're manufacturing the actuator uh, in our factory in Korea. Yeah. We're selling it to like uh, any companies who are making Braille, Braille products on their own. Right. Okay. Like Hims and Human Air and Braille for All. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are really interested in buying our actuator because our actuator is low cost and a small size. So what you're saying is that the, the low cost dots that people find in, in your products may in fact find their way into other products from other manufacturers. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And that uh, may bring the price down for, uh, for everybody. Right, because mm-hmm. um, our goal and our vision is um, to provide the affordable devices for the visually impaired people. Mm-hmm. So we want to let other manufacturers to produce the lower cost devices with our actuator. You have something quite amazing behind you, possibly the biggest braille display I've ever seen. Why don't you mm-hmm. tell us about that? Um, we haven't decided the name of it, but uh, we just call it dot pad. Um, it has like 36 by 24 braille cells in it. So 36 cells wide by 24 lines, you know, high. High. Um, and um, each cell is, uh, is it six dot? It's six dot. So we have like a thousand dots inside, a thousand cells inside. Yeah. So I felt uh, some, some geometric shapes. Uh, I felt okay. a square on there yesterday. Mm-hmm. But potentially you could show 
text on there as well. Yeah, we can um, display all the text like a book, like the page braille display. Mm -hmm. Also, um, you can use it as an uh, education devices. Right. So we can uh, show some graphics and graphs for mathematics. Okay. And some symbols for the chemical uh, things. The final thing you were showing is the 16-cell display. Mm -hmm. That's intended for, for developing countries, is that right? That's right. Yeah, okay. So, so what, what kind of price can people expect the, the low-cost 16-cell single-line um, display to be? Yeah, we were thinking that um, under $1,000. Yeah. But we haven't decided yet because um, we are right. now developing for the software part. And our goal is uh, mm -hmm. we want to allow uh, the blind people to access the website. Excellent. Um, to download the contents from the Amazon and other contents like, you know, dinosaurs. Yeah. Why do you think it is that mm -hmm. there is so much Braille innovation coming out of South Korea right now? Why do you think there's so much work uh, happening in the uh, Braille technology space in, um, in your country? Um, because um, currently, like Korean government, they're really um, interested in like you know, um, growing like the um, companies in the disability market and field. Mm -hmm. And also, we're um, manufacturing the actual by ourselves. So and we're providing this technology to other Korean companies, mm. so they can easily access the Braille display device. Yeah. And they can focus on the software. Right. Uh, to develop the bread display, so we, okay. uh, the Korean companies they can uh, grow together uh, and get um, some easy access for the bread, the bread display. You can find dot on the web at dotincorp.com, and that's d o t i n c o r p dot com. You can, of course, find links to all our featured guests in the show notes and on our website at brailcast.com. If you have a question or comment about anything you've heard on Brailcast, email news at brailcast.com or tweet at Brailcast. From all the Brailcast team, thanks for listening. And until next time, this is Dave Williams saying bye for now. Bye-bye.